You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The bottom of the hour, our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select, where you get to ride one of the ponies, George, Matt, or producer Patrick. Yeehaw to win an incredible piece of sports memorabilia. And then at 7.45, your chance to win tickets to the opener tonight. Flames and Avalanche will have, we're all over it like a dirty shirt today on Sportsnet 960. So you get to win free tickets potentially to the Flames game tonight and mm-hmm. then get in line for free beers. First 5,000 get a free beer, which is incredible. Free pint. That's, or you can go up the road and pay 55 bucks for two burgers, two bags of chips, and a couple, uh, a couple of pops. Yeah, in Edmonton, which is absurd. Yeah, pick your poison. Yeah, which is absurd. Uh, what isn't absurd is having our pal Frank Cervalli on, and he's our Sportsnet 960 NHL insider. And it's brought to you by South Trail Chrysler. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailerChrysler.com. We say good morning to Frank Cervalli, NHL insider at Daily Faceoff. Frank, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Did you say free beer? I just got all excited. Yeah. <laughs> so the first 5,000 people, 18 plus, get a free 14-ounce beer at the Saddle Dome tonight. Oh. Isn't that awesome? Sign me up. Can I, I don't know if I can make it in time for game time, <laughs> but I would be there. Uh, where's the most expensive beer price you've seen in the NHL? Do you, do you look, do you, when you're at these barns, do you, do you kind of look at that stuff like, oh, I wonder what fans are paying for beers? Not really, but I've always found that uh, Madison Square Garden in New York oh, always okay. seems to have some of the highest. Like I feel like it's always fourteen or fifteen bucks there. Um, here, quick story. Um, I used to do the morning show in Toronto years ago, and me and my co-host we went. Uh, we there was like a fan five naughty night, whatever, and we were drinking, and uh, we were ordering. I had a double gin and soda. He had a double vodka soda. Frank, du- two doubles, eighty dollars. <laughs> Eighty dollars, Frank. Eighty dollars. Is this Vegas? Are we? Are we in yeah. Vegas or at a yeah. No, and no, girls were not taking off their clothes for money around us. No, it was eighty dollars for two doubles. It was absurd. That's absurd. That is absurd. Yeah. It is absolutely absurd. Where are you at with pregame announcements when it comes to the season? Are you like the rest of us? You get a little antsy watching the ceremony because last night in Montreal was just absolutely ridiculous. See, I like it. Like, I think Montreal does their ceremony better than anyone around the league. And the history and the pomp and circumstance and the torch, uh, the ovation for Carey Price. Like, I was sitting at home. I had goosebumps last night watching, having been there for a bunch of them. It's unlike any other place. And I just think they do it extraordinarily well. I think other places, like, let's just get on with the show. I thought that when they were walking out the scratches, it might have been able. You could have tightened that up a little bit. That was my only, my only real uh, critique I would have given. But what did you make of kind of the situation with Carey Price? You just mentioned it there, and it really did feel like a, an extra long wave to that uh, Bell Center faithful. Well, and it was emotional too. You could see the tears in his eyes, and and you know he's been through a lot, and not just his his office issues that sort of percolated last season at the beginning of it and the injury that he's dealing with and the uncertainty of whether or not he's going to make it back. I thought it was really intriguing that um, Arpen Basu from the athletic had a nice little story yesterday with Carrie price, basically saying, 
I'm not done yet. And I think we've all kind of assumed to this point, given the nature of his injuries, that he isn't going to make it back. And I'd be surprised if he did. But maybe it's not a foregone conclusion and, and that he still has a burning desire and passion to play. You know, it says a lot about him, I think. What did you make of Sheldon Keefe after the game, calling the loss unacceptable and and just really kind of laying into his club after they lose a, a one-goal game where they outshot their opposition, they outchanced their opposition, but still ended up with zero points? Well, it was unacceptable just because there was a string of sloppy and careless plays. Like, the Leafs were in a spot where they should have uh, won that game. Their Their third period was dreadful. Um, you know, the key turnovers that they had at inopportune times. Like, once Nylander gets that goal to knot things up there in the final two minutes, like, that game should be locked down. Like, you're getting a point no matter what happens, and you can throw three of the best players on the planet over the boards in overtime against an overmatched Montreal defense, you know, with a bunch of guys on their team making their NHL debut last night. Like, that's why it's unacceptable. Um, it felt a little bit careless and that Montreal team, like say what you want about their lack of talent. I don't think effort is ever going to be an issue for a team coached by Marty St. Louis. Cole Caulfield's release, uh, Frank, for a little guy like Elite. that who shoots the puck, like, where is he? Like, cause I think we can agree. Austin Matthews probably has the best release in the NHL because how he just has all these angles and, positions his feet and it's very hard for goaltenders to read but where is that in the NHL because I think the only guy who slows down Cole Caulfield was Dom Ducharme <laughs> well that's I saw that tweet going around social media last night and I laughed because it was like congratulations the only guy to shut down Cole Caulfield to this point in his career has been Dom Ducharme uh, it, it's really interesting actually that you brought this up uh, perfectly timed on my part because I've had a series of archetype rankings that have been up on dailyfaceoff.com where I'm breaking down players into different categories. You can only be in one. So we've got our, our franchise players over here. We've got distributors over there. We've got a bucket for just shooters. And that story is actually popping for shooters this morning. And Cole Caulfield is, of course, in the top 20 in our rankings among shooters. He's a bit further down the list than you might expect. And part of that is, is due to you know, the way his stats line up, like, look, he did have 23 goals last year and did get it going. Uh, 42nd in the league in shots attempted per game. Um, and so when you look at his expected goals, they're probably the furthest down of any guy on the list. I think he had the lowest ranking in that category. But I'd expect as this guy continues to gain confidence, has a night like last night, um, that it's only going to continue to grow because if anyone understands – you know, Cole Caulfield and where he's at and is going to be able to get him going, it's, it's again, going to be Marty St. Louis. Well, obviously, Frank, uh, size is the biggest issue with Cole Caulfield, and that's why he slipped as far as he did to Montreal in the first round of the draft. But do you think it's that much of an issue anymore in today's NHL? Size? Um, His size, specifically. I, I would say um, it can be, and you need to have an extraordinary motor, not just skill set, in order to overcome it, because... At the end of the day, whether we like it or not and agree with it or not, yes, teams have found value in um, drafting players regardless of size and not scouting with a tape measure anymore. 
But there are still a number of players that are, you know, teams are focusing on just because even if they're not exceedingly physical, like watch Victor Hedman play. He's not, he's not going to crash and bang you. It's just that his reach is so big. He's going to smother you and closes so much ice that I think that's really where the game has changed. Like these bigger guys have, they can skate better now in relation to, um, you know, chasing after some of these smaller guys. And, you know, at the end of the day, whether you or I agree with it, the team philosophy um, in a lot of front offices is still the old Chip Kelly phrase, you know, the football coach, big people beat up little people. And that's their thought process. Frank, I uh, wanted to ask you a little bit about the Flames, and, and I've been fascinated by this archetype exercise that you're going through right now. Um, could you maybe just explain the exercise a little bit and maybe how some of the Flames are fitting into some of these categories? Yeah, so the idea behind it was, like, every time around this year you see people come out with their top 100 player rankings or their top 50 player rankings. And, like, while we always enjoy the list because it's fun to nitpick at where a certain player and debate, you know, where a certain players rank. But in this case, I feel like it's apples to oranges. Like, why are we comparing, you know, Nathan McKinnon to Kale McCarthy? Like, how do you even pick one over the other? Like, they're two extraordinary and special players. Um, and so the idea was let's get away from that and let's identify the best players at each different skill set. And the reason for that is, a, that's how a lot of the best teams now are, are building their team. Like, if you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're a big archetype builder team. They've, you know, Julian Breezeball has a master plan in his office of we need certain guys doing certain jobs that rank in certain numbers. And that's how he puts his team together. And when a player falls out of that, you know, sort of ranking, you know, they move on. And, and they're always looking forward. And so um, it's to help build your team. It's to, if you do it properly and you categorize all the players around the league properly, you have, um, you know, a spot where you can identify your own strengths and weaknesses and you can identify other teams' strengths and weaknesses at varying skill sets or maybe some excess where you could potentially acquire one of these players. So there's a number of reasons why teams have begun going down this same sort of archetype or skill set ranking process. And for me, I just felt like it was a better way to identify the top 100 players or so in the league. And so where do the flames fit in? Um, well, to, to look back for a second, um, when you think of some of the magic that was created last year by Johnny Gaudreau, one of the big debates, uh, and specifically as it relates to Jonathan Huberto this year, do those players fall into the franchise player category? And for me and the five anonymous front office executives that I used to help me with this project, the consensus was that neither Huberto or Gaudreau fit into the franchise category. That When you look at their seasons, both of them last year were a bit of a statistical outlier for their career. And we only had 17 players make the franchise category. And so we had 11 forwards, three defensemen and three goalies. It was an exclusive group. But the good news is when you look towards the distributor category, which was put out uh, a couple of days ago on dailyfaceoff.com, Jonathan Huberto, the number two distributor in the league behind only Artemi Panarin, and Johnny Gaudreau was a couple ticks back at number four. So the Flames, according to our archetype rankings, leveled up 
this season in the uh, distributor archetype. And one player who was, of course, prominently featured already in our clutch player category, that was Elias Lindholm. You could just basically trade out the word clutch for Selkie because that's the type of players that fell fell into that category. Frank Saravalli, NHL Insider Daily Faceoff, joining us here on the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Well, I don't know if you kind of answered this question, Frank, but which player are you more intrigued with up front for the Flames, Huberto or Kadri this season? Hmm. Well, I, I, the funny thing is we know what both of these players are because they've been in the league a long time. Obviously, the adjustment to um, to new city, new market, new teammates, chemistry, all those things are going to be important. I feel like I'm more intrigued to watch how Kadri fits in because I think he can help put this team over the top as a general pain in the arse. And that's... Hmm. You know, when you look at this team and, and maybe some of their lack of playoff success, um, not just last year, but going back a couple of years as you have a totally new core, is he gives your team a bit of an edge that it, it kind of didn't have before. Like, he's a, he's a shift disturber, but on top of that, he's also a really productive player and, and an important piece who plays a pretty complete game. And so um, I'm looking forward to the agitation factor. I'm looking forward to... Um, you know, all that stuff that he brings on a nightly basis. When you lose a player like Matthew Kachuk, you've gotten another one back in Nazem Kadri that can help drag your team into the fight. I think that's really important. So of all the teams that have not yet played, there's 14 of them. Who are you maybe most excited to see get on the ice and see what the new group looks like? Is it Calgary or is it maybe one of the teams out east, like a Senators or Panthers? Who are you looking at as a team that has yet to skate this season that you're very excited to watch them uh, for their first time? Well, the Flames are definitely one of them for sure. Like given all the changes, given everything that's happened, like, I think the Flames are appointment television, at least to start this year, and wouldn't be surprised at all to see them continue to be all season long. Um, I would say, you know, you mentioned um, the Ottawa Senators. Like, what's their start going to be like? No Cam Talbot. Can Anton Forsberg carry the load? He acquitted himself last year quite well, but now you're relying on him for the first six or seven weeks to make sure that your season doesn't swirl down the drain. He's facing a lot of what – Logan Thompson is facing in Vegas, which given the constant drama that surrounds that team, uh, their uh, their start is quite interesting. And also the start of the season for the Flames, I mean, they only play three of the best teams in the league to start. So, um, you know, all, all of the, uh, the first few games are going to be really interesting. But I don't know. I, there's a few teams. I, I would include Pittsburgh in that category as well. I know they signed all these guys the long-term <laughs> deals, but – Every year, it feels a little bit more like the last dance for them, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd have to agree. And when you look at the Metropolitan Division, it's like, well, I feel like maybe somebody might drop out this year, and they're certainly a candidate for me. Um, Have you heard anything on what might have happened to Patrick Laine yesterday in that game with the Columbus Blue Jackets? It, It looked to me like something involving his elbow. Haven't heard any further details, and obviously uh, a tough one for the Blue Jackets, you know, first game of the season and, and you've already, you're already dealing with an injury for a guy that you, you know, just got signed to a four-year contract. He scored in the, in the game and you're like, okay, this is the year, you know, he takes off, everything clicks. We've got the distributors, we've got the shooters, um, you know, they're in a good spot. And, and now all of a sudden he leaves the game. I hope for everyone's sake, it's not too long. 
And uh, last one for me, and it's just, uh, I, I heard you guys talking about it on your show yesterday as well, but uh, the contract that the Sabres have given Matthias Samuelson, seven-year deal, over $30 million, um, just over 50 games played, has the scored in the NHL, although that's not necessarily how his game profiles. Um, but just a thought on kind of some of the reactions that you've had when you're discussing this contract with some of your uh, individuals around the league. It's honestly, I, I haven't seen a more polarizing contract come through the NHL that I can remember for the last while. I mean, when you look at the the response that it generated, um, an agent saying that he thinks this is one of the worst contracts ever signed because he's thinking the cap's going to go up in such a significant way. Congratulations on locking yourself into being the cheapest top paid. Uh, cheapest top four defenseman in the league. Like you don't want to be in that category. You don't want to be known as uh, the Jacob Chikrin contract that everyone's looking like, Oh man, this guy so significantly outplays that value. And then on the other hand, I've had a team executive say, I'm not entirely certain that this guy is an NHL player. I watched him a few times in person last year and I, you know, he wasn't able to crack a, a Sabres opening night lineup, one of the worst teams in the league. And yes, he came in and played, pretty well towards the end of the season and help stabilize things. But man, that's a big bet, like seven years, 30 million bucks. What if you had waited until after he proved it this season, how much more could it have possibly cost you? Like look at someone like an Eric Chernak, for instance, and the deal that he signed in Tampa. And yes, I know Florida, no state tax, all those things, but still that was only a shade higher at, you know, five point whatever AAV, this is 4.29 or whatever that is that came out to. That's an expensive bet for the Buffalo Sabres. And I think what's really interesting about it is when you consider their brain trust from Jason Carmanos to Sam Ventura in analytics, they made a couple of these bets with the Pittsburgh Penguins before. Obviously, they've done it already in Buffalo this year with Paige Thompson signing him to that seven-year deal. Um, but with the couple other guys that they did it with in Pittsburgh, John Marino being one, Marcus Pedersen being the other, that hasn't really worked out favorably for them. They had to unload Marino's contract this summer. Um, they would have loved to have already done it with Pedersen. You know, I think there is a risk in signing these guys to this type of money uh, so soon without knowing a bit more. Frank, I talked about this early on in the show, and – I, I don't understand why, out of the big four major sports, we're obsessed with player comparables with hockey. And I know it's a hard cap, but they also have a hard cap in the NFL. The example I keep coming back to is years ago, Joe Flacco was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, and in no world was even close to being the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't understand why media and hockey fans are so obsessed with comparables when it's all about timing and leverage for these players, is it not? And what does it matter if player X gets this, so player Y should get that? It just makes no sense to me. It's just about the timing of your deal. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there certainly are market-setting deals that I think matter. This one, everyone's just kind of scratching their head, being like, if you really believe if you're the player and you really believe in yourself, why would you bet so low? And I'm like, well, he didn't play a full year in the NHL and the team comes to you and is like, Hey, do you want 30 million bucks? Like if I'm the player, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I'll take 30 and I'll be what 29 when this deal is over. And like, yeah, I'll cash in again. Like what's wrong with that? Um, I I see it from every which angle. Like I I could appreciate it. If the Buffalo Sabres feel like they found their defensive shutdown defenseman to play along Rasmus, uh, Colleen for the next, I don't know, 
nine years, like they're going to be laughing halfway through the contract if that's the case, because four million bucks for a top four defenseman four years from now is is going to be a straight bargain. It, it absolutely yeah. will be. <laughs> nice job, uh, Frank Saravalli, NHL insider at Daily Faceoff. Frank, always terrific. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, looking forward to you guys. Talk to you next Thursday. Enjoy the opener. Enjoy the three beers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we will. Uh, there he goes. Uh, Frank Saravalli, Sportsnet 960 NHL Insiders, brought to you by South Trail Chrysler. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailChrysler.com. Yeah, um, when, when people criticize players for taking uh, less than market value, especially early on in their lives, when Frank just brought up the great point, if a team, uh, a guy who's barely played in the league and they want to give you $30 million, you take it. To me, the prime example is Ronald Acuna from the Braves. Sure. Like, he took a $300 million deal, and they're like, what are you doing? You can make a lot more money. Or he can change the lives of him and his family immediately. Like, that's the thing. Like, people people just think of the number and like, oh, you're missing out on money. Or like, you don't know his situation, where he's from, how he grew up who he wants to help, maybe somebody in his life needs help, and this will help everybody and solve all those problems. I just, the human aspect of these contracts is something that we forget about because all we think about is, oh, you really missed out on that. You could have got more money. But it's like he's changing not only his life, but I'm sure the lives of people around him that he cares about. Well, and I think that when there's a lot more of these individuals who are kind of coming up as well, and you get in a situation like you're saying where that much money would change your life in the snap of a finger. And if 30 you 30 sheets, yeah, if, it would if, change my life. Yeah, and if I'll you, live above the law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and the other thing too is, you know, what are we talking about here the difference between X and Y and if you have a good enough agent, you have a good enough, you know, publicist, manager, whatever you want to call it, you can make all that back in endorsements along the way as well, especially if you're a guy like Acuña Jr. For sure. So yeah, I'm I'm always for taking the bag when someone slides it across for you. It's guaranteed. Yeah, you unless you you're a complete idiot, the and, money. Yeah, unless you do something so stupid that your contract gets voided. Which but generally speaking, it's that, pretty that's difficult all you. to do. Yeah, it absolutely is, especially if it's CC written. Vander Kane. Yeah. Okay. Does Vander Kane play the entire season without getting suspended by the team and or the league? No. Ooh. The thing is, you threw in league there, so I don't know. Like, doesn't he usually Whoa. get like one game a season for like a? That's a why shot I'm asking you the question. Over under, Patty Dumas, get in on this. Over under, point five games suspended by Evander Kane for this season by the team or by the league. Point five games over under. Maddie, over. Okay, Patrick, no questions asked. Over. Okay, he's gonna get a game at least. Somewhere along, and you all, you're also hopeful of that too. No, yeah. Like it's, speaking of a guy that's a big gamble, Vander mm. Kane's a big gamble. Yeah, like the Oilers threw that guy a ton of money, which I'm sure he's already spent. But I, they threw him a ton of money at him. But is he going to play the whole season? Can he be that guy they saw? And it's hilarious how oh he made such a difference. He was literally just having tap ins. McDavid would beat six guys and then just slide the puck over to Kane and have a tap in. Like, oh, great goal, Kane. Great like, job. okay, great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for getting me a bag, Connor. Yeah. And like, then, is he sending them like money too? And then he would just go and try and beat up anybody that would breathe on Connor. So yeah. that was the other well, key. I, but I understand why. A uh, role that Zach Cassian pre- previously held. Right. But 0.5 games over. Over. Vander Kane. Yeah, like what are it. you taking? Yeah, I think he'll get suspended. Yeah. 
At and least once I'm a year. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are secretly wishing it's the team that suspends them for one game, too. Because then there's a lot of drama. I think there's a lot of listeners that probably aren't secret about it. Yeah. Not big fans of Evander Kane? Nope. No. Nope. I don't think they're... Nope. 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 Um, New. straight ahead, our big bets, your chance to win a beautiful piece of sporting memorabilia, <laughs> a doozy this week. And then, and then we legitimately have a great giveaway, mm-hmm. um, your chance to win flames tickets. And we're going to play a little game here. And the only, the only way you can win flames tickets is if you call in and we're going to play Colorado Rocky or Atlanta flame. Oh, and I'm going to give you a name. You have to get two right to get the tickets. And this is what we're going to don't call in yet. Don't do it. Don't do that. Around 745, you call in. If you get on the air, you got to answer two straight questions right. A little and mini if you get gauntlet. It right? Yeah. You get the tickets. And make sure you can go to the game tonight cuz Maddie's going to be there with his creepy binoculars looking for your seats to see if you're there. I you know it. I got binoculars. I bought them at Chapters and they work. Mm. I'll, I'll watch. Um, lots still to go in the show. Um, we got Anthony Stewart from the NHL on Sportsnet, former National Hockey Leaguer, will join us at 8 o'clock. Uh, we're still taking your text, 960-960. What's your Flames-watching ritual? How do you watch the games? Do, do you watch it with specific buddies? Do you have a spot on the couch? Do you wear something specifically? What's your opening night meal you like to have watching the Flames? We want to hear all of that, and we're going to take your phone calls at 8.30, your chance to win Blink-182 tickets at 8.32, and we've moved Brody on the beat to late 30, where our technical director, Alex Brody, took to the streets of Calgary to ask people what their Flames-watching ritual is, too. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Later on this hour, your chance... To win Calgary Flames tickets to the opener. We're, we're doing that on this show. Our promo department killing it. Oh, guess what? Uh, for uh, your show on Thursday, we're giving away Flames and uh, Avalanche tickets. Oh, and Blink-182 tickets at 8.30. That's it. Your chance to win both coming up. We're going to play a little Colorado Rocky, as in like the hockey team, or Atlanta Flame. And you got to get two consecutive. Back to back. But you got to call in to win the tickets. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to go to the game. Top of the next hour, Anthony Stewart from the NHL on Sportsnet will join us. And uh, we'll wrap up the show with uh, Brody on the beat, where our technical director, Alex Brody, went to the streets, asked, uh, what's your Flames watching ritual? How do you watch Calgary Flames games? How do you watch the opener? Uh, we'll do that at 8.30. And, uh, but first, we, uh, we had some picks last week where uh, it wasn't spectacular. It wasn't on fire, but I ended up winning with a mediocre 3-3 <laughs> three and three record, much like my, much like my um, high school transcript. Mm. Very, very mediocre. Yeah, I just got by with 100 credits, so that's yeah. all you need to graduate. Uh, very <laughs> mediocre. Uh, did you get a GED degree? Oh, yeah. A good enough degree? Good old high school diploma. Um, NFL Big Bets is brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues and for a limited time, better odds on over-under and point spread. Build your tickets at sportselect.com. Um, we got a bed now. Finally. It's about time this we is have a, good a bed. bed. Right, a little casino heist music. Do we want to play the intro, too? The big... No? Well, we can. It's too late now. The bed's good. I like this. 
Yeah, I like this uh, a lot. Your this chance a right now, uh, 960, 960 on the text line. Uh, ride a pony. Uh, you want it? You want it? You want me? I won last week. You can text me your name and location. And go. I want George. Or you can you can have handsome Matty Rose in his mustache. This you, is you really the. Matty, you want you want all of this? <laughs> you want some of this? You can get some of that. You want to trust the research or, or the you whim? can get uh, or <laughs> ladies, ladies, uh, the single Patrick Dumont. You can also uh, ride that pony too. There's so much innuendo there. I'm not going to touch. Come and have a smoke. But you're Let's also, do it. but you also have a chance to win. A 1988-89. That was a good o- year. Opeachy card of Buffalo Sabre Center John Tucker. What a beaut. Whose hair, whose John hair looks like a helmet, and it's beautiful. Uh, in 88-89 uh, with the Sabres, he played 60 games at 13 goals, 31 assists, 44 points. Uh, 31 penalty minutes. Wow. Uh, he also played his junior hockey for the Kitchener Rangers. Oh, power franchises. In all of uh, major junior hockey. So I your believe that was his win. hometown as well. Uh, wow, look at you. Uh, your chance to win a John Tucker Opeachy hockey card. And we will mail it to you. Yeah, letter and all. We all sign it. It's really yeah. sweet. That, like that, it's not even worth the piece of paper it's written on. <laughs> I, I, have, I have four stamps left, so I'll have to buy some stamps <laughs> soon. <laughs> What's in the budget? What's we in the budget? Four cards <laughs> to give out. All right, uh, let's kick things off. Uh, with the Thursday nighter, it is the Washington Commanders. God, I wish they were still the football team. On the road so to much play. Better. Yeah, so much better. To play the Chicago Bears. And it always reminded me of WTF. <laughs> yeah, it was right? WFT. Yeah, it's yeah, always, yeah. Like, always in my stupid brain. I'm like, oh, WTF's playing. Yeah, and I look at that and I go, well, what the F am I doing watching this game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. Uh, Bears in Washington tonight. Uh, it is uh, Washington minus one point. Right now on the spread, the total 37 and a half. Which way are you leaning, Matty Rose? I'm taking the under on this one. I didn't take any totals last week. Thought you guys did pretty good when it came to that. Um, Unwatchable game. Don't really uh, have any excitement for watching Carson Wentz. Chuck the ball around for the commanders. Justin Fields, there's some excitement there, but I, you know, they're just going to run it a whole bunch. I'm taking the under on this one. Oh, okay. I like that. As in the Undertaker, is mm-hmm. that what that was? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. okay. Wow. Like you know what? I that was fun. I encourage all types of productions and drops during the program. Well done, Alex. Brody. There we go. Your your Brody on the beat better be good. No pressure. <laughs> okay, okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Patrick Dumal. Uh, you know what? I found out this week that uh, Justin Fields does yoga and is a vegan. Some new, some that was some info I found out. So good for Justin Fields. But I like the under in this one as well. It's just uh, two brutal offenses. Uh. You know, it's going to keep on the ground there with Chicago. I like that under a 37 and a half for sure. Uh, I can't I can't take Washington as a favorite no. here on the road. I cannot. Uh, the one thing Ginger Jesus has been doing this season is, uh-huh. well, number one, he's been bad. Number two, he's been getting sack lunched amama, all day, every day. Robert Quinn from the Bears is going to eat tonight. Mm. I am going to take the Chicago Bears plus one tonight right. at home against Washington. What do we say? What do we like to say? Home team with a better defense getting points? Yes, please. I will take the Chicago Bears plus one point today. Good luck to Carson Wentz, who will probably be on his can for a lot of this game. Yeah. And I just wanted to say can. <laughs> All right, <laughs> next game. Yeah. Next game. Uh, Atlanta at Atlanta hosting San Francisco. Niners minus five and a half point favorites. The total 44 and a half. Matty Rose, which way are you leaning? You know who's 5-0 and against the spread this season? 
You? No. Oh. <laughs> Hard no. Uh, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, the they are. The only team to do that ah, this season. Ah, I don't know if that was more of a good ah, thing. That was more ah, like a raven. Oh. Yeah. Why do you? I know. I like immediately you have to always wave you always your gotta, arms like you a bird f- when you make the noise. You yeah, always well, got to. We're on radio, but you both did the arms. Yeah, yeah right on. <laughs> um, they've been within one score against the Buccaneers and the Rams this season. I am worried about them putting up any points against this very elite defense, but I'm going to take the points here. Five and a half. I'm going to take the Falcons plus. Okay. All right. are, are they going to soar? No. Okay. No, they're going to struggle mightily, but they're going to try and keep it close. Okay. Yeah, I like I like Atlanta. They they could be four and one, you know, save for uh, you know they blew the game against New Orleans. They were in it against L.A. last week with the whole bleh, whatever the hell that was with Grady Jarrett and Tom Brady. But you know, I like the, I like the Falcons to cover that plus five and a half. Uh, they're at home. They've been playing really good defense. Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy G. He's there. You know, I think the Niners could win the game, but I think Atlanta keeps that thing close for sure. Uh, I'm going the opposite from you guys. If, right. I, if I look at the San Francisco 49ers, I see an elite championship type mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. And we saw what they did to poor Baker Mayfield and the Panthers, which ultimately cost Matt Rule his job. Uh, the Niners also have been an ATM lately uh, against the number. 4-0 against the spread. 9-1 and again in their last 10 after getting more than 350 total yards in their previous game. And they've owned the NFC lately. 8-1 and against mm-hmm. the number in their last nine games against their own conference. Good luck to Marcus Mariota and the Falcons, who playmakers are banged up. Kyle Pitts is going to play, which immediately gets you the Larry David meme of, uh, Kyle Pitts is playing. Uh, I drafted him, but he always breaks my heart every week. Good luck to the Atlanta Falcons trying to put some points up against this vaunted 49ers defense. I'll take the Niners minus five and a half. All right, Saints hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincy minus two and a half point favorites on the road, Maddie, And the total, 43 and a half. Where else is there to go here? Who day? Minus two and a half. I'll be watching. Can't wait. I have no analysis. The Bang- <laughs> Bengals are going to win every game the rest of the season. All right. That's, uh, that's a bold statement. You know, the over, I really like the over in this one. The 43 and a half is, is a nice, uh, nice, uh, nice number. Bengals offense is, and last week, a little bit down with the, with the, with the way they played the Ravens. But I think, you know, Burrow will get this thing going. Jamar Chase returns home. First time he's going to be playing in Louisiana since leaving the LSU. Uh, I think it could be a fun game, uh, but I like the over in that one. 43 and a half in the uh, Saints and Bengals. Uh, I'm with you, uh, Patrick. We saw what the Ravens did to that Bengals offense on the Monday nighter. They're playing a lot of shell coverage. We're not seeing the explosive plays. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase getting together. They're making the Bengals throw those short little passes. The offensive line is still trying to gel in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon's off to a slow start. And the Bengals, you know what they do? They just play games to the under. The under is 10 and 1. In their last 11 games overall, I'm going to go under the total of 43 and a half in this matchup. All right. Uh, Giants hosting the Ravens. Baltimore minus five and a half point favorites. The total 44 and a half. Matty Rhodes. Listen, Giants are good, but I do think that Lamar Jackson's the type of quarterback that'll give that defense a little bit of trouble. Just so good at getting out of the pocket, creating something out of nothing with either the arm or the feet. And I'm still not sold on Daniel Jones, who we know is a little bit banged up. How much they were running the Wildcat last week with Saquon Barkley in, it really kind of limits what they can do in a run game. And I wonder if a team getting a little bit of uh, film on that style of game, mm-hmm. if that helps them out. So uh, I'm jumping on the Ravens, handing the Giants a little bit of reality, a second loss on the season, and uh, minus five and a half. Okay. Patrick Dumas. You know, the Giants, they played a hell of a game last week. They didn't. The Packers didn't lose, lose, lose that one. The Giants won that game in that second half. They took that one away. And I think they can keep that thing rolling. 
They could cover this number at five and a half. I really do like the Giants plus five and a half. Something's going on. Brian Dable is making. He's right now. He's the front runner for coach of the year. He's doing something with no that question. roster. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ravens still a little messy. It's Lamar or something. You know, it's it's it all runs through Lamar. And I think if the Giants do a good enough job containing him, they can keep that this game close. I like the Giants covering the five and a half. Uh, I'm with you, Patty Dumas. I like uh, I like the Giants getting five and a half points here. I can't lay the Ravens as five and a half point mm-hmm. favorites on the road against a team that. Uh, it's coached very well by Brian Dayball. Saquon Barkley looks like Saquon Barkley again. Mm-hmm. And sure, it's troubling that the Giants don't have too many pass catchers right now that kind of put the fear of God in you. But this has backdoor cover written all over it here. If mm-hmm. the Ravens can, in fact, win this game, this could even be an outright win for the Giants in this matchup. And Giants have been great against the number lately. 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games overall. Give me the G-Men plus 5.5 at home against those Ravens. Two games to go and a... a you want to talk about mm, mouth-watering, <laughs> delicious, tasty matchups? This one is massive. The Chiefs hosting the Buffalo Bills. Bills minus three on the road at Arrowhead. Total 54 and a half. I don't know where to go for either of these teams, so I'm going to hit a total. And I'm going to go with the old adage that whenever a game has this much hype, it usually doesn't live up to it. So I'm actually going to take the under of 54 and a half here. I like it. Here's the deal. Both of these teams are averaging a combined 61 points over the course Mm -hmm. of this season. But the Buffalo Bills also have the league's best defense. So. You sure about that? The Bills have one of the league's top Defense? No, no, I'm just saying, I, in my opinion, I think the Niners have a better defense. Just the Bills' numbers are a little inflated. The, anyway, the, the po- whatever, just go ahead. The, I know. The, points allo- the points allowed per game mm-hmm. is the top in yes. the league. Yes, That is a fact. Um, so, by that metric, I wonder if the Chiefs do get to their average point total, and that leads me to say it'll be under. This could still be a very high-scoring game. The total is sky high, but I'm going to take the under. Okay, Patty Dumal. I think this number, like, well, right now we're going to get it at the three, but I think it could come down closer to Sunday. I think the Chiefs could get this thing even with that two and a half, two points. But I like the Bills to cover the three. Whoa. Get a little... Uh, What's going on here? Little, uh, <laughs> little... um <laughs> falling over here. You know, it's just a little bit of revenge from last year. Game of the year, game of the century, you want to call it that, last year. The Bills looking good. What Josh Allen did to the Steelers last week was surgical. The Chiefs, you know, like they're 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 okay but defensively. I don't like them that much. Pat Mahomes, he's got Travis Kelsey. He doesn't have anything else going with the with the juju's not going. You know, MVS isn't really going. The running game's not there. The Bills are just on offense, one of the best teams I've seen in the last few years. I, here, I like the Bills to cover I, that three. I can't be the only. I'm sure there's people screaming at their radio. How do you not take Mahomes, Andy Reid at Arrowhead? Yeah. As three-point underdogs. I don't even care what you're going to throw statistically at me about the Bills and how incredible they've been to open the season. Give me the Chiefs getting points at home because I can't think of another team in the universe that's going to get going to be favored on the road in Kansas City the against the Chiefs. No, it's not. Not anymore. No, because they're going to charge her. Give me the Chiefs all day, every day. And by the way, KC... Six and two in their last eight meetings with the Bills against the number. They own the Buffalo Bills until the Bills can actually go into Kansas City and win a game. I know they did last year. That's fine. But still, it wasn't a playoff <laughs> game. It was a regular season game. And the, just the old Ric Flair to be the man, brother. You got to beat the man. But give me the Bro, Chiefs man. getting plus three points. All right, last game. It's another tasty matchup. 
The Philadelphia Eagles at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Philadelphia six-point favorites, a total 42-and-a-half. What do you got for us there, Matty Rose? Go Birds! Uh, I'm taking... Uh, oh, was that an eagle? I don't know. Uh, just me going like... Wee! I don't know. Because it's that bad. drunk guy was going the it was, eagle. It's oh, this yeah. guy from the eagle. Yeah. Yeah, did you ever see that video? Just trolling the poor lady. She was a Vikings fan. Very good. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles here. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders going up against uh, that very good front mm-hmm. for the Cowboys for sure. Um, but I do feel like this is one of those situations, especially in Philadelphia as well, where obviously offense has kind of the edge, crowd noise and everything, especially that Philly crowd knowing their boys are 5-0. and They're going to be hyped up. I'm taking the Eagles minus 5. Uh, minus 6. I'm taking the Eagles minus 6. Okay. Patty Dumont, what do you got? Oh, you know, that total is nice. I like that 42 and a half to go over. I think uh, the Eagles offense is, is is rolling right now. And I think, you know, Cooper Rush can can uh, can keep it up going here with the Dallas Cowboys. He's undefeated as their starter. Good old NFC tilt. This is a battle for the top. You know, this could be, you know, seeding down the line. We're thinking come December, January, this could be a top spot on the line in the NFC East if you looked in the tiebreakers. But I like it. But, uh, you know, the, the over in that 42 and a half. Eagles, I, I, yeah, I'll take the over 42 and a half. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think this is way too many points. I'll take the Dallas Cowboys getting six points. The defense has been absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Micah mm-hmm. Parsons is an absolute monster for that Dallas Cowboys defense. Sure, I'm a little concerned if uh, Trevon Diggs has to cover either AJ Brown or Devontae Smith, but uh, what I've seen from Dallas in that defense and their ability to control the football and get to the quarterback, give me six points. Uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm feeling good about that bet again. Uh, 960, 960 on the text line. Um, we need we need you to pick somebody here um, who you're riding with. Uh, myself, Matty Rose, or producer Patrick Dumont, your chance to win a John Tucker hockey card from a 1989 Opeachy John Tucker who had a great year in 88-89, scored 13 goals at center for the Buffalo Sabres. Great flow. And is and he's got the best helmet hair you've ever <laughs> seen. So get those texts rolling in 960-960. We'll tell you who's running with whom later on in the show. But right now, your chance to win Calgary Flames tickets. Call us now, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. Your chance to win Calgary Flames season opening tickets tonight. Matt Rose is going to be there. He's going to see if you're going to be sitting in those seats because he knows where they are at the Dome. Well, I'm going to keep Make an eye sure out. you're going to come because we got Colorado Rocky or Atlanta Flame. And if you get two in a two in row two right in a row. Back to back. You win the tickets. Boom. Just that easy. It's that easy. Call Phone, us. Phone's lighting 240. up. 240-403-240. So 403-240. 4444-403-240-4444 or star 960 on your mobile device. Why don't we have a snappier number here? 403-240-4444? That's snappy. No, it doesn't roll. Yeah, it, it does. It's not snappy. Yeah, it does. You're just 240-4444. Okay, well, that's... Look at all bad. those fours. It's easy to remember. Okay. It's not bad. Um, who do we got up first here, gents? Um, your chance to win Calgary Flames tickets, a Colorado Rocky or Atlanta Flame. And how it works is if you get two right, Jim. Jim, good morning. How are you? Yo, Jim. 
Jim, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am swell. Atlanta Flames are my team. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, boy. Can, can you go. go to the game tonight if you win these tickets? Oh, I sure could. All right. Uh, here are your names. you got to get two in a row. It's either a Colorado Rocky or an Atlanta Flame. I'm going to give you a name. you got to get two right, and you win the tickets. Here's your first okay. name. Randy Pierce. Rocky Randy or Pierce. Flame? Yeah, he was a Colorado Rocky. He sure was. Boom. Great job, uh, Jim. Uh, your next name, Andy Spruce. Andy Spruce. And also a Colorado Rocky. Yeah, you win, Jim. That was that easy. Congratulations, Jim. Uh, Jim wins the tickets. Congrats. Uh, Jim, can you go to the game tonight? I sure can, yeah. Uh, Jim, uh, if you don't mind me asking, you sound like a, a gentleman of a specific vintage. Have you been watching hockey for a long time? I have, and I moved to Calgary the same year that the Atlanta Flames moved to Calgary. Okay. Wow. So, congratulations. Enjoy the game tonight, and hold on the line, okay? Yes. Okay. Jim didn't seem too stoked about that. Maybe roll up a window. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of wind going on. I yeah. think we were on the Bluetooth, which oh, is fine. Yeah. Big time. But I'm glad he's safe and he's driving. Uh, it was that easy. That's that's. I thought that was going to go for longer. So did I. <laughs> But I'm also kind of relieved that it didn't, because now we're back on time for the show. And look at that. We got a guest coming up next to talk more hockey. Uh, can I give you two quick ones before we go? Yeah, sure. Hit me. I love this. Uh, Noel Price. Noel Price. Flame. Yes. Yes. Um, See, he sounds French. So. John Gould. John Gould. Rocky. Nope. Flame. Mm, too bad. Tim Ecclestone. Flame. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's on, it's Swedish. That's definitely a flame. John Stewart. Daily Show. Correct. Former. Colorado Avalanche. Flame. Mm. Colorado Rocky. Probably wasn't part of the Avalanche either. Uh, and uh, producer Patrick uh, put Rene Robert on there, uh, famously part of the French connection uh, with the Buffalo Sabres. So Rene Robert is kind of a famous name. I would know Rene Robert because being. So many games in Buffalo, you see the French connection. Yeah, the yeah. Retired Raptors. I'm sure our listeners know who Rene Robert, Robert is. Atlanta? No, Colorado Rock. Mm. That was too easy. Jim just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he's like, he, he he's didn't like, even sweat. He was like, he's yeah, like, duh. you guys are idiots. This is too easy. I'm going to the game tonight, suckas. I'm going to get my free beer. Yep. I'm going to be in line. I'm going to get, get there, there early. early. Matt Rose says, get early to the game. Get there early. If so you're you driving, man, if you're driving, you're in for a treat. And uh, by treat, I mean the opposite of that. A ton of uh, Calgary Flames talk straight ahead. Uh, Anthony Stewart, NHL on Sportsnet, an analyst for Sportsnet, former National Hockey Leaguer. We'll get his take. He thinks they're going to be good. On the flame. Oh, he picked them to go to the Stanley Cup. We'll get Stewie's take. And, and we'll even ask Stewie, too, about the ridiculous Sheldon Keefe comment last night. Oh, yeah. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. It's the first game, bro. Dial it back. We deserve to lose. We outshot him by 15. We deserve to lose. And your chance to win uh, Blink-182 tickets at 8.30. Blunk-182, Blunk as I like to call them. Uh, your chance to win those tickets. Um, you got to you call in and give us your Flames watching ritual. How do you watch the games? Who do you watch them with? Do you wear something specific? Do you eat a specific meal? Do you eat wings, pizza? How do you watch the Flames game? We want to hear from you. And then we'll have Brody on the beat, where our technical director, Alex Brody, went to the streets of Calgary to ask Calgarians how they watch the Flames.
I'm really intrigued to see how this turns out. I it's either going to be really good or it's going to be meh. I'm I hoping it's good. I believe he had to add some sensors to some of the things. Excellent. I'm rooting for you, Alex. I hope it's good. I was just happy he but, showed up today. And it's also not going to be the last one he does. I think we're going to send him. He's going to be our correspondent. He's <laughs> going to go out there. He Because he, Alex Brody, he has his finger on the pulse of Calgary sports fans. Well, would you say he's on the beat? I would say. And I, we're so dumb, we couldn't even come up with that ourselves. A listener came up with Brody on the beat. I never, I never proclaimed to be some sort of genius, George. This was on par. I think you're a smart guy. Thanks, but meh. I wish we were just more clever to that. We a little bit more that. idea guy. Yeah, a snappy. I, I like consider that. myself an ideas guy. Yeah, like earlier in the show when you're like, "What should we do for these tickets?" and I kind of just stood there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got you. <laughs> Stewie, Stewie, and your chance to win Blink-182 tickets all straight ahead. Final hour. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.